is a Woodside Church podcast. Well, good morning, friends. It's great to have this opportunity to share with you this morning. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Martin Tibbet, and uh, it is my privilege to start a new sermon series for us this morning. And I've called this series Church Rebooted. Church Rebooted. Now, this is going to be a six part series. And the point and the purpose of this series is to prepare us as we come out of lockdown. Uh, We know things are going well and we trust things will continue in the same path. And we felt that it would be timely to share with some things with the church family to help us as we think about re-emerging properly and fully out of lockdown. I particularly want to unpack over these next six weeks different prophetic themes that God has been speaking to us about that we believe are going to shape the future of Woodside. It's fascinating that although in many respects so many things we haven't been able to do, it's not been a time when God has been silent. God has been speaking through many means and through many voices. And so we've collected that as a team of elders and uh, it is my role today to share uh, where we feel God is leading us. And I'll be actually preaching over all these six uh, messages to help to put together a picture of all that we feel God is saying to us. So we're looking at church rebooted, church rebooted. Now, it's important to say that we're not just saying we're returning. Uh, I know we all long to get back to some sort of normality, but this isn't a moment we feel of just thinking it will be great to be back together again, as much as it will. We feel there's so much more purpose in how God wants us to reconnect and to restart all the life of church, not just Sundays, but how our groups function and groups meeting together and and working out community life together and other aspects of, of how we express being a church family too. Now, actually, reboot comes from a prophetic word that someone said to me uh, during this period, very early on the lockdown, first lockdown, actually. And uh, it was a guy called Jonathan Moore. And, and Jonathan really posed the question saying that he just wondered if God was saying that this is a time to reflect and reboot church, as it were. Uh, I don't know if you know about computers. I don't know a great deal, but I know enough to know that uh, if something isn't quite right, what's the first thing you're asked to do? You're asked to reboot it. And the reason why we do that is because when a computer reboots, uh, the graphics card has to reconnect and start talking to the mouse. The mouse has to connect via the USB port, so that needs to be functioning. And every, all the fundamental things are put back in place and back in the right order. And the prophetic word was simply that maybe this is a moment when God is saying, when you restart, it's not just a return to back completely what you used to do. It's an opportunity to ask God, okay, what does it look like for us to reboot, to get the fundamental things in place, 
to think again how we get the right things in the right order. Are we doing everything in the way that God intended us to do? And the honest answer is, is no, we don't think we have been. We think there are big things that God wants to say. Look, look you remind us, if you like, of, of what he said in his word and how he describes New Testament church and what that looks like. For some of us, I think it will be reminding us of some of the things we used to do many years ago. But we feel this is the opportunity and more importantly, God's opportunity to allow us to align ourselves to the fundamental things, almost uh, find the plumb line that we're to relaunch again and restart, reboot Woodside Church. As we move from winter to spring, it's like, un like underground, lots have been happening. And it's like life is beginning to burst. And in the same way for the church, God has been at work underground. Uh, hidden in many sense. But now is the moment we feel to begin to share, begin to lean into God's purposes and begin to explore what rebooting looks like. And I'll be honest with you, we do not have all the answers. You're, you're probably not surprised to hear that. We have some sense of direction which we want to share. But a lot of the things we're going to discover as we follow God together as his family. I'm really excited and really eager to explore what this will look like. We are excited about being disciples that make disciples. We're excited by having a place where leaders are equipping and releasing the church to use their gifts, where genuine body ministry takes place, and that the church together grows to maturity in Christ. Now, we're not sharing these things in a vacuum. There are many other voices, many other messages and values that actually are around us in the world today. Two of the biggest might be consumerism and individualism. These are two big rocks, two big values that press in from either side. Now, if we're honest, during lockdown, these are uh, times when we've enjoyed being able to, if you like, to consume preaching and teaching. And it's really helped us. These have been good things. If I've benefited hugely by hearing messages from world class preachers from around the globe. And uh, we've had the technology and the opportunity to do that. Maybe for others, it's been listening to a worship leader or worship situation uh, which has really helped you to engage with God. They're all great things and they have been a great blessing to us. But we must remember that that's not church. That's not the church that is described in the New Testament. And if we're not careful, we can just be like those that consume or we think individualistically, whereas what what is, he, is talked of in the New Testament is this body working together, this body contributing and bringing gifts that only they can bring in order for the church to truly function. In the Bible, uh, Paul, one of the writers in the New Testament says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can discern what God's will is, his good 
pleasing and perfect will. We've got to make sure that we're not uh, we're not transformed. We're not conformed, sorry, to the pattern of this world, but we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. So we want to passionately go after what we believe New Testament church really looks like. As I said at the beginning, there's many prophetic voices that are beginning to shape and have been shaping our thinking. And to be honest, uh, most church pastors I speak to are talking about these things as well. So, so we are part of a, almost a global church that is grappling and, and engaging with God's voice to us today. It's very exciting. One of those voices that has been very helpful is a man called Francis Chan. He used to lead a, what would be described as a mega church in the States. Basically, that means it's very large in the thousands upon thousands of people. And he felt particularly convicted that what he was building was contrary to what the Bible describes. And so he puts it this way, very challenging, but very helpful. He says this, Chan says this, the Bible tells us that every member of the body has a gift necessary to the functioning of the church. When I looked at what went on in Cornerstone, the church that he led, I saw a few other people and me using our gifts while thousands just came and sat in the sanctuary for an hour and a half and then went home. The way we had structured the church was stunting people's growth and the whole body was weaker for it. I know even God has spoken to me during these times. Some of you may remember a month or two ago, I shared about a prophetic dream that God spoke to me. And it was about all of this subject. And it was a time when I was at a, an event which looked, felt like Stonely, a big Bible week, if you're familiar with that. And uh, I was with Terry Virgo, David Devonish and John Wimber, three fathers in God to me. And then I found in the dream that I was going to be speaking at the conference that next morning. It was quite it was quite a nerve wracking moment, even in my dream. And it obviously had to be a dream because it was just a massive event. And as I was walking away from that moment, praying and thinking, I thought God speak to me about what I should preach on at that event. I phoned Dawn up saying, you must get my notes for this topic. And in fact, the topic that came to me in my dream is what I want to preach on today and build on next week and then in the subsequent weeks build on it further but particularly the first two Sundays in this message is what I felt God speak to me about in this dream and so this is comes uh this is very close to my heart uh, uh but it aligns with voices and prophetic words that we have been receiving from all sorts of places because what I felt God lead me to is Ephesians 4. Popular verses that we know starting from verse 7. And in these verses, we get a plumb line for what the church should look like. It's breathtaking. It's wonderful. And, it, and it's blown my mind again. I've read these verses so many times. But even now, I feel God's given me fresh revelation and emphasis on what he's saying to us now. Now, of course, Ephesians is a famous letter. And in fact, building up to this moment, Paul has been pouring out his heart about what it means to be a believer. He started with look with focus on Jesus and everything that he described in the rest of the letter is all about how we bring praise to God and praise to Jesus. 
And so if we're talking fundamentals, we need to make sure, and I guess state the obvious, that all that we're building is to bring glory to God. And then he unpacked throughout the letter. He talked about that we're a chosen people. He talked about the promise of the Holy Spirit. He talked about redemption and forgiveness. He talked about adoption and the fact that we're saved by grace, not by works. He talks about that God is building a new humanity that's breaking down the barriers of people from different cultures, different social backgrounds, different races, and bringing them together as one new person, one new humanity. It's such an important picture and vision for the church, particularly today. All these things and so much more, Paul pours out in the first three chapters of the letter to the church in Ephesus and the other churches around Ephesus at that time. And then he comes to chapter four and he uses this phrase. He says that all these things we've just been sharing in light of those, we've got to live a life worthy of this calling. It's like Paul is saying, look, I've just poured my heart out on what a believer looks like. Now, in light of all those things, I want you and he wants us to live a life worthy worthy of all that he's described and then he begins to unpack in chapter four what this looks like he talks about unity and maturity in the church and then he begins to talk about the body and talks about how different gifts are given by God let me read to you from Ephesians 4 verse 7 this is what he says but to each one of us grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. See, for so many of us, when we think of these verses, we probably jump to, to thinking, oh, this is the moment when Paul talks about apostles and prophets and pastor teachers and evangelists. And if you've been in New Frontiers for many years, that's probably what you'll be thinking. But actually, these verses are not about those gifts. They're mentioned, but these verses are about something very different, very much more important. It's about the body. It's about grace has been given to everyone. Gifts of grace have been given to everyone. Then he continues. When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. We pick up in verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles. I mean, leaders are mentioned. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastor teachers, to equip his people for works of service so that the body may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. I could go on and on. There's more to come but we will be picking up in the next weeks to come more of the meat and the truth in these verses and others too. But let's just land on a few things. So we know that what God is saying to us in these verses, this is not new revelation in that sense. This is aligning ourselves to a plumb line saying, actually, we want to get back to that place. The first thing we see loud and clear in these verses 
is this is about body. This is about the church family. This is about the body of Christ as in the church. This is about the body of Christ being released and and growing in maturity while every part does its work. It's about the body. It also does mention leaders, but it specifically says that leaders are there to equip and to release. Verse 12, to equip God's people for works of service. If I'm honest, I don't think the emphasis has been enough for leaders to be called of God to equip the church. In many of our settings and certainly across the church as a whole, you see leaders on platforms, you see leaders doing ministry, but I'm not sure that you see or we see enough of leaders equipping the church for works of service in order that everyone finds how God has shaped them and gifted them and everyone begins to play their part. And by playing their part, they grow and mature in Christ. It's an amazing thing. Think about the Alpha courses that we run. We create an Alpha team that do the ministry rather than we don't equip everyone to be those that are disciples that make new Disciples, shouldn't all of us be equipped to lead our friend to Christ, to know what that looks like, to be part of that story? We don't do that. I don't think we do that well. Now, I'm a big fan of Alpha. It's an amazing tool. But I think there's some principles behind that that we just need to grapple with. If you think about Sunday mornings, you think about worship. I love our bands, our worship leaders. In fact, many of the worship leaders have been part of this conversation. But there's a real sense that that we're lacking that that body ministry, those gifts and those songs and those words and those prophecies from the family as we gather on a Sunday morning. Now, I know it's been a while since we've gathered on a Sunday, but when we return, we just don't want to do what we did before. We want to push into some of these things. I know the worship leaders I've spoken to, I haven't spoken to all of them, but many of them I've spoken to. And they are really excited about this vision, this 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 uh, approach that says, yeah, we're, we're bringing some leadership, of course. But actually, we're looking to create a place where the body can contribute. So we're not just sitting there engaging with God. Yes, but we're actually contributors and together following the Holy Spirit. We are those that exercise what it means to be the body of Christ. Also in groups, I mean, groups have just done a phenomenal job through us. And thank you so much to the group leaders for how you have served us and you've cared for us during this past year or so. Thank you so much for what you've done. But I would say that for us to fully unpack what it means to be a community of body life and gifts being used and growing in maturity the way we see here and we long to see. Groups clearly has a massive part to play. Our small groups, our community groups, uh, we're going to explore that together and we're going to look at how we build on all the good that God has done in us and say yeah but maybe there's more that God has for us. The final thing I want to mention is 
that what's clear in these verses is that maturity comes as a result of ministry. It means that actually we grow as we begin to use or even explore using the gifts that God's given us. And that's not just in the church. That's in every setting we find ourselves. This is about us being as much a gathered community, but it's also about us being a scattered community, using the gifts that God has given us to impact the world around us, in the workplace, in our neighbourhood, at the school gates, wherever we find ourselves. This is about us using our gifts. And in that, we grow to maturity. Which actually says this is a place where we are going to take some risks. And we're going to encourage one another to have a go. To begin to explore what, how God has gifted and shaped us as individuals in order that we together will grow. Because it's only as we use our gifts, as we discover them and use them and grow in them, do we come to maturity. It's not the other way around, which so often, sadly, it's felt like in churches. I could say so much more, but the good thing is I've got five more weeks to go where I can unpack this and we do have lots that we want to share. In the following weeks, I'm going to look at what does it mean for us to be an evangelistic people? What does it mean to be a pastoring, teaching people? What does it mean for us to be a prophetic, spirit-filled people? And what does it mean for us to be an apostolic people? That's a sent people, commissioned with purpose. As the Father sent Jesus, Jesus has sent us. I don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. But we are captivated by a vision that has been prophetically provoked in us. But also when we look at our Bibles, we see that that's God's plan for us. I hope you're willing to come with us and uh, learn with us and discover with us. Uh, I'm sure you are. And uh, please pray for us as a church family that we would become all that God wants us to be. We are so passionate about that. We have a lost world around us that is desperate for answers. And we have the answer, Jesus Christ. So that's it from me. Thank you so much. I look forward to sharing more with you next week. God bless you. Hope to see you soon. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.